In today's show, we're recapping all the action from Sunday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We're here to look at the games from Sunday. And work out what the hell's going on in the NBA. So let's do it right now. First game we're going to take a look at. The Boston Celtics get their ass kicked by the Charlotte Hornets. 104-125. And this was a Celtics team that's basically full strength, just without Rob Williams. Tristan Thompson started, had 5-4 and four in 26 minutes. Now, they, hit, they do play on Tuesday, the Celtics, which is useful enough for streaming purposes. But Thompson's far from a must-roster guy. I don't know when Williams is coming back. He may not come back at all this week. So I think you've got to consider him to be potentially a drop heading into the next week of the playoffs. I wouldn't do it just yet. I'd like to get a little, little bit more clarity. Marcus Smart had 17 points with four assists. He's been really good of late. When Jalen Brown returned from his injury. JB, you've done it again. 20 points on 22 shots is rough, but eight rebounds, two threes, and two steals gets it done. 19 and 11 from Tatum. He shot poorly too, as did Kemba Walker. Pretty, running, pretty much a running theme across those guys. 20 and six with four assists for Kemba. Not much else. Romeo Langford out of the rotation at the expense of Peyton Pritchard. That's something I mentioned on yesterday's What to Watch For show to see how they use Langford. He played just three garbage time minutes while Pritchard played 16. Now, Pritchard didn't do anything in those minutes. He had two points, but that was an interesting distribution of minutes. It's also an interesting distribution when you play 12 minutes of Jabari Parker for some reason. For the Hornets, Jalen McDaniels remained on the bench. Jack Armstrong, what are we doing? Get that garbage out of here! Thanks, Jack. Yep, we can drop him. Four points with two steals and a block for Jalen. They started Cody Martin, who put up some really big numbers. 13, 10, and 5, one steal and two blocks. Am I going to overreact to Cody Martin? Of course I'm not. But if you're looking for a guy that can get you some steals, maybe some assists, he can be at least a stream option. They went back to PJ Washington Jr. at center, which makes that game two days ago when they started him and played him 13 minutes. Absolutely looked batshit insane. 22, 12, and 5, four threes, a steal, and a block. Yeah, good numbers. We had Bismarck Biombo playing 22 off the bench. That's a good deeper league sort of scenario. Well, Devontae Graham had 24-2-9 and Terry Rozier 21-5-11. So great numbers. Four of the five Hornets starters scored 20 points. Really good stuff from those guys. Watermaker got some extra minutes, 24 minutes for him. And really, they ran a tight rotation. Just eight men uh, in it. Of course, you know, Lone Lamello, no Gordon Hayward, no Malik Monk. But Cody Zeller, not even in the rotation. Very interesting uh, development there in Charlotte. Didn't expect that to be the case. I thought he played well at times, better than Biombo. But that's the direction they're going. But Brego has shown a proclivity to perhaps not be so consistent with his centers. But I'm glad that they're just rolling with PJ Washington there and going, go, just go do the shit that makes our team better. Because that's really what you should be doing as a coach. Honestly, that's, that's, that's your job, surely. All right, on to the next game. The Phoenix Suns go down to the Brooklyn Nets. There was no Jay Crowder. Dario Saric was resting. Abdul Nadir was out with his knee injury. So Tory Craig, 32 minutes, 20 points, 14 boards, two threes, and one block. And if your question to me is, do I add Tory Craig? The answer is no. This was a great game. 
Tory Craig's now the 179th ranked player over the last two weeks. But this is a massive outlier. He just has no ability to do this moving forward on a regular basis. 16 team is sure. Take a flyer. But otherwise, no. Devin Booker, 36 points. Pretty empty otherwise across that line. While Chris Paul had 14, 4, and 8, and 8, and 20, and 13. Aiton has just continued to be confusing. He's so up and down. Now, 20 and 13 is pretty good. And the 75% is awesome. But he's been so up and down over the course of this season. I teased it yesterday. I said, watch for Monty Williams to do something stupid like play Frank Kaminsky. 11 minutes for Frank the Tank, 5 points with 3 rebounds and 2 assists. Just absolutely no reason for that to ever occur. While Cam Johnson had 9 points in his 33 minutes, and it was a stinker from McCall Bridges. He still played 34 minutes, but just 7 points on 7 shots. Didn't hit a 3, didn't get a steal, and didn't get a block. The old triple zero, which we uh, never want to see. Bridges, to me, still is a pretty clear hold. I understand people may want to drop him. I would not do that. For the Nets, KD returned. He came off the bench, dropped in 33-6-4 with 2 steals and a block because he's really bloody awesome. Kyrie had 34, 6, and 12. I don't think we're seeing Harden at any point in the next two, two, there's three weeks left. I think maybe he comes back for one or two regular season games. Blake Griffin played 27 minutes, 16, 5, and 4. Steal, block, two threes. That's an, an excellent line. Is he worth a 12-team league grab? Probably not, but is he absolutely a streamer? Yeah, yeah, he is. There's no Nick Claxton in this one, so that does have an impact, but they could easily just say, John Ray Jordan, sit your ass down. It's going to be Claxo and Griffo to take those center minutes. Jordan was all right, 6-12, and 12, and he can be at least a short-term guy. While the Shark, Bruce Brown... Baby shark, now, I, I was wrong. I thought that with Durant back that they would move um, Shamit and give Brown more of those minutes. Now, maybe that's because Durant was coming off the bench and Shamit remained starting that they didn't, but 10 minutes for Brown... Yeah, that's it's going to be real tough to hold on to if that's going to be the way it goes. He can be a streamer for defensive stats, but Durant coming back does impact him. While Shamit played 29 minutes, and with Durant there, he just didn't touch the ball. So he is a clear, they're both clear 12-team league drops. Five points for Shamit in his 29. Joe Harris had 10, and Tyler Johnson returned, which I think also impacts Bruce Brown. Eight points in 16 minutes for Tyler. It's just a, a backup guard option that they are sorely lacking because they played Mike James 21 minutes the other night, and he was down to seven in this game. Interesting that James getting the priority there over Timotei Luawu Cabarro. Guys, if you're a hiring expert for your company, what you really need to help make your shortlist of quality candidates is a hiring partner who makes your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, and three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster and only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. And with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires and all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. And if you're looking for the best tasting protein bar ever, Built Bar is the way to go. You don't want those standard protein bars that you might buy off the supermarket shelf because you eat it and you go... You're just chewing through it. I mean, I know this is good for me, but man, how do I keep this down? 
with Built Bar, that's a thing of the past. These taste like a candy bar, covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. Great flavors, low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, and high protein. Their Cherry Barcia Bar has 17 grams of protein with 130 calories only and just 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. The promo code is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, next game. Memphis beats Portland 120 to 113. The big fellow was back. Jonas Vasu Inuansas. 21 and 10 with three threes in a game that Jaron Jackson sat out. How Valanciunas goes when Jackson plays is still up in the air. But if you did add the cashier, Xavier Tillman, you can go ahead and drop him. And Ja Morant, after I said, you know what, maybe Morant's just an assist specialist, he's fired up. 28 and 8, three threes, two steals. He's playing absolutely fantastically. Kyle Anderson had 16 and 6 in 26 minutes, while Dylan Brooksy Brooks had 18 points. It did take 16 shots in true Brooks fashion with two blocks and a, and a steal. He is yeah, still that fringe 12-team league guy who gets way more minutes than he should. 8-3-6 and six for DeAnthony Melton, who was... You're going you're gonna to be shocked. Just absolutely hold on to your dicks. You're going to be shocked. He was a team best plus 14, um, but still only played 21 minutes. While Grayson Allen chucked his way to nine points on 25% shooting, you can drop Grayson Allen. And Brandon Clark, you can get his ass out of there as well. 10-4 and four in 22 minutes. Um, Justice Winslow continues to be, let's be honest, really bad. Six points in 18 minutes with two steals. The two steals are nice there for Justice, but a good win considering the handicap of playing Grayson Allen over DeAnthony Melton. For the Blazers, this team is in real trouble. They are losing a shit ton of games. I think that's six in a row. They've won like one out of their last nine. Um, Terry Stotts is not going to be coaching this team next season. You can write that down, and they need to figure out what the hell they're doing. But I'll tell you what they don't need to figure out because they have got their second best player. You can have your CJ McCollum's. Yusuf Nurkic is their second best player. 29 minutes, 16, 9, 10, and 5, one steal and two blocks. And I know that I screwed up by, I did it in my drafts. I took Yusuf Nurkic at the end of the second round, the start of the third round. I went, this dude's great. Like, he's going to put up good numbers. And then he was fat, he was slow, he got puffed out, he broke his hand, he strained his calf, and it ruined the season. And now, the last two games, he's gone, kids, cover your ears. Hey, Josh, fuck you, I'm still good. And I say, Yusuf, I know you're still good. I believe in you the whole time. I just would have loved to have seen this back in January. But what is it going to mean for him next year in the draft? Am I going to hype him up again? I'm going to be really, really, you know, after getting my ass burnt bad on him this year, I'm going to be really reticent to do it. But he's actually really good. He's really good. Lillard is not good at the moment. 23 points on 30% shooting is dreadful. He is the, guess where he's ranked over the last two weeks. You'll never get it. Maybe you will. 95th ranked player. Six rebounds, five assists, steal on a block. He can't shoot. I think his hamstring is still bothering him. I think he's having knee problems. The fit with him and CJ has been absolutely weird as shit this season, and I don't understand it. And I talked to a Blazers guy, Mike Richmond, on Locked On NBA today. He's got no idea what the hell's going on there either, but he knows that Dame has been off this year when playing with CJ. Something needs to change. CJ had 27 points with four triples, and me saying something needs to change doesn't mean trading McCullum, by the way. It means probably swallowing your pride and putting him on the bench. That's what I would do, and play him and stagger them more. Anyway, um... McCullum was pretty good. 17-5-4 for Norm Powell with three steals, which is a nice return. Well, Enes Kanter, you can drop him. Look, he's going to have value as a streamer on the nights when Nurkic doesn't play, if that even happens anymore. But 7-5 and five with two steals and a block. And I think we need to just drum this into our head because there are a lot of people, right, who were telling me, no, no, they're, they're, the, they're the same player, Nurkic and, uh, and Kanter. They're just going to split minutes. It's just going to be 24 apiece because they're equally as good. And that is just a blatant lie. Look at 
It, well, it's not a lie because I'm sure you didn't, weren't doing it um, deliberately. But that's just absolutely not true. I think maybe that's the better better way of phrasing it. It's just not true. Cantor is not as good. He can put up 30s and 20s or whatever bullshit that he wants to do. He's just not as good as Yusuf Nurkic, and you can drop him. And at least that's one thing that Terry Stotts is doing correctly. Bob Covington. This is a tough one. Two points, eight rebounds in 38 minutes. He missed all seven of his shots. This guy is streaky as shit. We saw it to begin the season, and then he went on like a two-and-a-half-month hot streak where he shot 48% from three, and the numbers were absolutely just teeming out of his butthole. Now, the problem you have with Covington is when he goes cold, he goes cold for a while. And we have literally three weeks left of the NBA season, maybe one week left of your playoffs, maybe two weeks left. Is he going to snap out of it tomorrow? Is he going to snap out of it in two weeks? He's the 65th ranked player this year, Bob Covington, but 154th over the last two weeks. Playoffs means hard decisions. You may have to cut him just because this is a cold streak and I don't know if it's going to change. Also, no steals. Oh, sorry, one steal, zero blocks. And that was my worry with Covington heading to the season, playing next to Nurkic. Would he get enough rim protection type numbers? And I'd say the returns on that have not been positive. So, yeah, look, it isn't looking great for Bob Covington in terms of holding through fantasy playoffs at this point, which is hard to say because we know how good he is. Next one. The Cleveland Cavaliers and the Washington Wizards. Let's talk Jarrett Allen, 27 and 12. Actually, let's tell you the score. The Wizards won 119-110. That's their eighth in a row, amazingly. Allen had 27 and 12 with two, three, two steals and three blocks. Amazing percentages. He'd been a little bit down, but this is awesome. 69th ranked player Giggity. over the last two weeks. And then how about Darius Garland? Now, let's just say 40 minutes, 28-4-9. Excellent. Is it outrageous? to say that Darius Garland is a third-round fantasy pick next year. I'll let you just stew on that for a second. He's the 27th-ranked player over the last two weeks. He's up to 74th on the season. He just has found his footing, and he looks comfortable. And he's just like, I'm actually really good, and you other dickheads just need to deal with it. And, and that's that's awesome. I'm Yeah, he's going to be a high pick next year. Real high, I reckon. The Discman, C.D. Osman. He started... With Colin Sexton out. Now, he went from a DMP CD to playing 37 minutes. So if you can work that out, you're better than me. 19, 2, and 5 with three threes for Osman. That's actually a really good game. Now, he's been dreadful. 330, what, sorry, 253rd ranked player this year. But if Sexo remains out, maybe Osman's a streamer. Love had 12 and 5, and that's a complete fart of a line. While Larry Nance, I don't think we can hold on to Larry Nance. 5, 7, and 5 in 23 minutes makes it tough. Like the minutes, and this is the thing. Love and Allen play. Nance don't get the minutes. It's been a simple equation all through his time in Cleveland. If Love plays, the minutes don't come and the fantasy value is not there. Love goes out, he'll play 36 minutes and he'll be an absolute must roster. And that's the thing. You go, well, Kevin Love can get injured at any point, but do I hold on to a bloke who's doing whatever this is that Nance is doing, 216th ranked player, in the hope that Kevin Love breaks down and I might wake? Maybe it happens in a week, but I've also wasted my time for a week. You got to make decisions, and I don't think stashing is anything that has any benefit in the fantasy playoffs. The Wizards. Now, the Wizards probably have my favorite coach in the NBA, Scott Brooks, because look what he did. He played Dan Gafford 27 minutes. Now, I think I talked about this on the What to Watch for Sunday show, and I said the Gafford minutes are absolutely frustrating. But then I also threw a caveat in there. I said, have a look at all the games that Gafford has played 16 minutes. And they've been big blowout wins. And when the games have been close and they've needed to win, he's played 24 minutes. This game was close. 
They needed him in to win. He played 27 minutes, 12 and 6, 4 steals, 4 blocks. He is absolutely 100% a must-roster player. There'll be shenanigans. It's Scott Brooks. There'll be bullshit. You'll get frustrated. But you have to roster him. You can't not. Hal Neto, I think, is a 12-team option too. 14 points for him. Westbrook was uh, pretty poor in the end. 14-5-11 and 11 with some shithouse percentages. While the 10 minutes of Alex Len remain something I never need to see again, nor do I need to see 14 minutes of Anthony Gill as a starter without Rui Hachimura. Bertans came off the bench, played 34 minutes. Wasn't very good. Nine points on 25% shooting, but still probably does deserve a 12-team league spot. While Brad Beal had 33-6 and six in 39 minutes. And he did say that he copped, I think, a kick in the Achilles is what he's saying. Um, he reckons he'll be fine, but yeah, that shit can change overnight. So just keep an eye on that to see where the BLO plays. If he is out, then we're really going to be looking at blokes like Chandler Hutchison maybe to step up, Cassius Winston. Um, Ish Smith might have to play way, way too many minutes, which is a frightening prospect for anybody. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's over, but the NBA's going, the NHL's still going, and Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use our promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Next game, the Milwaukee Bucks go down to the Atlanta Hawks, 104-111. I don't know how the Hawks won this. They dropped 40-plus in the fourth quarter. Yanni, he had a pretty big line. Giannis, and he took a tongue or two. 31-14-4, one steal and two blocks. Big numbers, big percentages, awesome stuff. Holiday, 19-5-11, and and Middleton had 23-6. Bob Portis, the minutes were okay, but the production was down. I still look at him as more of a streamer than a must roster. 10 and 5 for Portis. Well, the big ragu. Yeah, that's a little rough. 5 and 6 with a steal on a block. Now, he is outside the top 200 over the last two weeks. I still think he can be a 12 team league guy, but you've got to be ruthless. If you need to cut him to get games in, if you need to cut his roster spot to get seven games in next week, you do it. For as good as you think he might be, you do it. Bryn Forbes, Bryn Forbes, and he had 0 of 5 for 0 points. For the Hawks, they did not start Brandon Goodwin, but they did start him in the second half. Unfortunately, he played only 18 minutes. 3-3-5. Three, three, and five. Those five assists are still good, so maybe maybe he starts Monday, maybe he doesn't. Bogdanovich was great. 32 points with three assists and three steals, and the Baptist Johnny Collins, 18-5 and five, with a triple one, but only 31 minutes. Capella wasn't quite himself, 6-14, and 14, uh, dealing with that back problem, while Lou Williams was shithouse, and then he was awesome. Ended with 15-6 and six with four triples. He's a nice streamer for points and threes and free throw percentage, although he was bad there. While Solomon Hill played 34 relatively uneventful minutes, one of eight shooting. The 12 boards are nice, but his fantasy impact is limited to nothing. The Italian cock, Dino Gallinari. Hands off my cock! 15-3-2 in his 21 minutes. So he's back in action, 8-8 of eight from the line. I don't think that he's necessarily a must-roster player, though. Um, I think you can add him, you can use him, but I wouldn't say he's a guy that you just have to hold on to in every circumstance. All right, so let's go on to the next game. The Indiana Pacers comfortably handle the Magic 131-112. Brogdon was great, 24-8-9 on some really high efficiency. Well, Justin Holiday finally... It's been some shitful times for him, but 20 points with six triples in 28 minutes. No, I'm not rushing to add Justin Holiday. Karis Levert, 18-3-6. He was sick heading into this game, but let's talk Edmund Sumner. This is a guy that I liked at draft time uh, when he was drafted. And he was coming off that ACL, and he's sort of disappointed, but I, he, he saw flashes. His last two games have been excellent. 21-7, 54%, 37 minutes. 
I think he's going to remain starting. Now, it is helpful that Lamb, Goga, and Sabonis are all out. But at least for 14-team leagues, he's someone we look at. O'Shea Brissett had 13-8 and eight with two threes in 31 minutes. He's fine as a short-term streamer, but it is more of a, just for deeper leagues. While Samson had 11-5 and five in his 27 minutes. Now, when one of Goga or Sabonis returns, his role will be significantly reduced. Pretty poor night for Timothy John McConnell, just the two points, but seven assists, a steal, and a block still provides that value, but it was a big win for the uh, Indiana Pacers. Now, for the Magic, let's just start off with Devin Kennedy, who suffered a horrendous uh, injury, a fractured ankle that was an open uh, injury, an open fracture, which you could see how bad it was. Just watch it and watch Edmund Sumner look at him on the ground and then just like back away, and they, and they quickly covered it. The open means that the bone came through the skin. You could see the blood pulling in his sock. He is out for years like that is a that's a 12 monther for sure and that's really sad for a bloke who just got his NBA chance and you hope that he's able to come back and get another opportunity Mo Bumba did his thing uh 25 minutes for Bumba um I wouldn't say that you know the plus minus wasn't particularly great for him in fact it was almost a team worst but this is what he does he goes out there and puts up numbers 17 and 7 two threes two steals and a block in 25 minutes now, I don't know how to judge his minutes because some games he'll play 17, sometimes he'll play like this. If he plays 20-plus, he is a 12-team league guy, but we just don't know that. Add in if you want, sure. Uh, Chumra Kiki had 12 points, pretty poor shooting, but he gets steals, and that is relatively consistent, and that has enough value to be a specialist. Well, the shot, Dwayne Bacon, 20 points. Holy shit. Um, two steals and a three for that. Do not rely upon him at all. Well, Anthony had 14-7-7, and and it was a pretty poor night from Wendell Carter. He was a minus six. 10 and 13 in 21 minutes, and RJ Hampton also struggled. As did Gary Harris, 6 and 3 in 32 minutes. He was a terrible minus 15. Well, Hampton was a minus 18. Pretty poor night for those guys. Harris, Hampton, they're not 12 team league players, pretty clearly. Uh, Bob Franks, uh, 11 and 5 in 18 minutes. Just a name to keep an eye on. He has had a couple of flashes, but it really is just for deeper formats at this point. All right, let's go. Last game of the night. The Kings go down to the Warriors, 113-117. Who's fired first, you reckon? When the season ends, is it Luke Walton or Terry Stotts that's out of there first? It's a big question. No Darren Fox, so Tyrese Halliburton started. 37 minutes, 24-3-8 with a steal. Fantastic to see him get that usage way up, get the ball back in his hands. Imagine what you could do if you had a rookie this good and you played him next to your other player who is really good. Imagine. But let's put Mo Harkless in there and uh, kids, cover your ears. You're fucking Buddy Heald, who frustrates the shit out of me. Like Luke Walton, Jack Armstrong, what are we doing? Get that garbage out of here! Anyway, we're going to get a spike from Tyrese coming up here. Dylan Wright also, 7-6-5 and five with two steals. It's not mind-blowing. It's not earth-shattering, but it's pretty good. And I think it's worth a 12-team league look. As for Heald, maybe I'm being harsh on him. He had uh, 25 points on 69% shooting. Giggity! With six triples in the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnsley. 23 and 7 with 5 triples. With Rashawn Holmes back, he was on a minutes limit, played 22, had 11 and 5. You're going to be shocked to know that the shittest player in the NBA, Hassan Whiteside, was out of the rotation because Chemezi Metu is a better player than him. 7 points for Metu, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Now, Holmes may not play on Monday, and Whiteside, you know, does he get back in the rotation? Maybe. I... Do not give a shit. He, I'm, I would not add him. He, he's worse than Metu. It's as simple as that. He's shit house. Um, as for Metu, he was a guy whose pre-NBA stats, college translations, were really good. And he never really had that opportunity, but she looks all right. I wouldn't say we do much more than add him in very deep leagues, but he's better than Whiteside. I'll tell you that much. Harkless had seven and three in 31 minutes. Well, um, that's about it. 
for this uh, for this Kings team. For the Warriors, Steph set the record. Most threes ever made in a month. Seven triples here, 37 points a steal and a block. Draymond had 8, 14, and 13. While Oubre, not quite as successful as his last couple, but still 19 and 7 is good. It's just pretty empty uh, in those 31 minutes. It's obviously helping that Bazemore and Lee are out, giving him that extra opportunity. Juan Toscano-Anderson played 31 minutes. He's got some really solid deep league value. 10, 4, and 5 for one, with uh, Eric Pascal likely to be out at least for the rest of this week. While it was a pretty poor night from Geordie Poole. Triple one, but only four points on five shots. He can do better than that. He's a, a points and threes streamer. Really, that's about where we're at. 13, 6, and 6 for Wigo with two steals, which is okay, but I wouldn't say that it's uh, particularly brilliant. Let's have a look now at the top ads over the last 24 hours. O'Shea Brissett up 24%. Yeah, look, it's fine while these guys are out. I don't really see that lasting. Dylan Knight up 20%, yes. PJ Dozier up 15%. These are 12-team league options. So is Hal Neto up 15 and Ken Birch up 11%. For the drops, uh, Farton Will Barton down 11%. Yes, Malachi Flynn down 9 He's going to have streaming opportunities, but he's not a must-hold. Jalen McDaniels down 9%. Shumara Kiki down 8 And the depressed penis with only three games this week, Sadiq Bay down 8%. I think they are all very, very solid drops. Let's look at the top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Tory Craig with one out of the box. Don't buy into that. Cody Martin, interesting steals and assists streamer. The Discman, Chetty Osman, yeah, maybe we stream if Sexton is out. Blake Griffin was okay. He's a stream option. Ish Smith, nothing to look at there. Chemezi Metu were really good, as I said, but nice deep league option. Sumner, 14-team league player. The Shart, Dwayne Blaken. Blaken, Jesus. Dwayne Bacon, um, yeah, no, we, care, we care very little about that. Robin Lopez is a nice field goal percentage option. And then Jeff Green has some okay moments, but very, very far from a must-roster 12-team league player. Let's move across now to Monday. We've got a lot to talk about. 11 games on. All right, big day here on Monday. 11 games on. First one is Atlanta and Detroit. Uh, we have to assume that the injured Hawks players aren't returning, but what they do in their rotation is up in the air. They did start Brandon Goodwin in that second half uh, of the game on Sunday. So does he move into that starting lineup ahead of Solomon Hill? That's one for us to watch. Well, Detroit... <laughs> Detroit. Uh, are they going to start with Corey Joseph and Mason Plumley and play them 30 minutes while their first-round picks sit with 18 minutes a night on a team that's trying to lose yet uh, develop players? Yeah, good good common sense there. Um, so, yeah, that, that's going to get my ire up tomorrow for sure. The Spurs and the Wizards. San Antonio, injury-wise, they're pretty okay. While Washington, Beal did hurt himself towards the end of Sunday's game. He claims he's fine. But let's just watch that one. Dan Gafford, also how they run his minutes is going to be super intriguing. Uh, Rui Hachimura didn't play Sunday, whether he plays here or not. I would expect he doesn't, but we have to look at that one. Lakers and the Magic. Dennis Schroeder is questionable for uh, the Lakers. Davis, Gasol, and Corwell Pope are all probable. While for the Magic, of course, they Devin Kennedy suffered that horrendous injury today. Um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he's all right. That, well, actually, we know that he's not all right. That's a big, big injury for him. But we don't know the status of guys like Otto Porter, Michael Carter-Williams, James Ennis, and Terrence Ross. I would expect all of them to be out, opening up those minutes that we saw in that rotation today for most of those guys. The Thunder and the Sixers, Lou Dort is out with that hip problem. He was never going to play the five games this week, so we're already one down there. For the Sixers, Ben Simmons is out. Toby Harris and Joel Embiid are all questionable. Do not be surprised if all of those guys sit. Even Furkan Korkmaz is questionable too. So Mike Scott, Dwight Howard, Shake Milton, Seth Curry, Matisse Thibel, Danny Green, George Hill. Lots of value potentially opening up there in that scenario. Cleveland and Toronto. It is a back-to-back. -back. We don't know whether Kevin Love will play or not. We don't know whether Colin Sexton will play. I think we'd have to assume that Sexton is doubtful 
coming in of that concussion that kept him out of Sunday's game. I doubt that he'd be back, you know, very the very next day ready to go. But that's a, that's a possibility. Love has played back-to-back, so there's no guarantee that he's out. Well, for the Raptors, it's the beginning of their five-game week. I think everyone plays on Monday, and then maybe we see them sit out on Tuesday. Suns in the Knicks. Jay Crowder is probably the real story there. Dario Saric will return. He was probably or he rested on Sunday, so he'll be back. But if Crowder's out, you get those more extra minutes for Tory Craig and for Cameron Johnson. While for the Knicks, no real injury concerns. Um, the Suns are one point favorites. The totals two fifteen and a half. Bulls and Miami. The Miami Heat are four point favorites. The totals two hundred and six. Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn are both questionable. Zach Levine remains sidelined for Chicago. If Hero and Nunn are out, Dragic is going to have to get a significant boost, as is Dunk Robinson. The Jazz and the Wolves. Don Mitchell still remains out. The Jazz are 10-point favorites. The total is 230. Minnesota looking all right in terms of where they are. Of course, Malik Beasley still uh, still sidelined. The Clippers and the Pelicans. Marcus Morris will be back after resting in the last game. Steven Adams is questionable for the uh, Pelicans, while Rajon Rondo is questionable for the Clippers. Noah Barker, no Kawhi, no Beverly, of course, for the, the Clippers there. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total is 227 and a half. The Grizzlies and the Nuggets, Jaron Jackson should return after resting on Sunday, so he'll be back in the lineup. While for Denver, they'll have no Murray, no Morrison, no Barton after Barton pulled a hammy, so PJ Dozier will likely get in there and start. While the Mavericks and the Kings, watch for wholesale rests here for the Mavericks. The beginning of their five-game week, and they've listed Richardson, Porzingis, Doncic, and Kleber as questionable. I would expect minimum of those four guy, four, four players to sit. Minimum, sorry, minimum two of those four players to sit. Wouldn't be surprised if all of them sit in this one. Perhaps opening up value for Corley Stein, for Powell, for Brunson, Finney, Smith, Hardaway, those sort of players. For the Kings, it is a back-to-back for them. We don't know whether Rishon Holmes will be able to play through the back-to-back. He was on a minutes restriction for Sunday, so we'll see how he goes. Of course, that boosts maybe the possibility of Hassan White, sort of, though I don't think I can uh, go down that route again. But Shemezi Metsu, Damian Jones steps up in that sort of scenario. Well, Tyrese Halliburton, again, will we'll get another start in place of De'Aaron Fox. In terms of overall values, I like Doja. I like Gobert a bit. Reggie Bullock with Alec Burks out. Isaiah Roby, Dan Gafford, Rashawn Holmes if he plays. Uh, Jordy Clarkson, OG Ananobi, DeJounte Murray. Kevin Love if he plays, maybe. Alexei Pokyashevsky, perhaps. Um, Mason Plumley, yeah, that's a risky one. Carl Anthony Towns, I love. Campazzo, I like. Halliburton, I like. Uh, Russ Westbrook, I like as well. That'll bring it today's show to an end. Don't forget, follow Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And then on YouTube, hit the bell, ring my ding-a-ling, thumb me up, leave your comments down below, tell your friends, share it around. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.